Hey, Lord of Grantham listeners, Dave here. Corey is out of town this week, but we wanted to do something special for all of you, so we are opening the vault and giving everyone a preview of exactly what we do on Patreon. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but we've spent the entire year so far covering Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice and all of its different adaptations. So today, you're getting our very first jaunt into this whole thing. It's the first two episodes of the BBC adaptation from 1995, which some people say is one of the greatest television shows of all time. So Corey knew a little bit more about this than I did, and I went in totally blind. So, you know, jump in and criticize our coverage. Let us know how accurate we are. Let us know what we do that frustrates you. And let us know what cracks you up about our uh, total ignorance about the subject matter, or my total ignorance. And if you like what you hear, you feel free to jump on board the Patreon for only $5 a month. And with that commitment, you get the entire backlog of bonus episodes, which includes the rest of our Pride and Prejudice coverage, which is the rest of the BBC show, the 2005 movie, Bridget Jones' Diary, and the sequel series, Death Comes to Pemberley, as well as our entire backlog, which is all things from Harry Potter to Star Wars to Fast and Furious to Jurassic Park, and a whole lot more. Uh, Becoming a patron also grants you access to our Facebook group, The Lords of Grantham Lounge, which is totally private and gives fans and listeners the opportunity to chat with me, Corey, and fellow fans and listeners. It's awesome. We love it. It's the best. And... You know, if you're listening to this and you say, oh, $5 a month is a lot, um, feel free to join our downstairs tier, which is only $1 a month, which doesn't get you these super duper bonus episodes all the time, but it does get you access to the Facebook group for life. So for $1 once, you can join, cancel, and be a member of our Lords of Grantham Lounge forever. It's pretty awesome. And you can come on there and you can talk all things Downton, Crown, Bridgerton with us. And it's great. We love it. It's been one of the most rewarding things that we've done having this community. So actually, it would it's funny because it's the Lords of Grantham Lounge that really got the ball rolling on this Pride and Prejudice thing in the first place. So if you like this, just know that your voice can help shape whatever we do on Patreon in the future. So thank you so much for listening to me do this weirdo sales pitch. Apologize for taking so long, but I will not do so any further. It's time for some Pride and Prejudice. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this preview. To our Patreon patrons of the upstairs tier. Thank you for being patrons. And uh, we really appreciate that. So we're trying to, you know, give you some more of what you what you seem to like about us, which is talking about British period pieces. Yeah. And you all know <laughs> how uh, the one thing that is like we can speak directly to these people because it's like five or six people that are getting this. Well, and most of them. This is good releasable content down the road if we're having a, a rainy day. Oh, for sure, for sure. But to those people that are listening to this, maybe on that rainy day, a year down the road or six months down the road, we talked about this at length in the Lords of Grantham Lounge. We pitched it to the people. We let we waited for a good response, which we got. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the bottom line is we we like conversation with our fans, and all of you who are hearing this in its first release. You're the reason we're doing it, which and what we're doing is Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that has just kind of been out there as a as a popular piece of British drama, you know, that was just there for us to watch at some point. So I figured, you know, we, we both talked. Yeah, what better way to, to 
tackle this in as something for, for our, our patrons. It is listed on IMDb as the number 53 TV show of all time. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is held in high regard. <laughs> cool. And here we are. Uh, so, Dave, tell me about your experience with Pride and Prejudice. What, what knowledge do you have about it? Hold on. Let me tell you. It's snowy. I've, I've been spent hours shoveling, and I just got a text from work saying, you don't got to come in tomorrow, so we're doing it Patreon style. I'm having a drink. Um, my experience I'm having a lacroix. A lacroix. Ah, that's something they might. That sounds fancy <laughs> that, enough that's to how have I cut loose the, on a Monday night at the Bennett House. Um, mm. I don't have any experience of Pride and Prejudice. Zero. None. Do you know who wrote it? Jane Austen, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Okay, Jane yeah, Austen. I knew that. Yeah. Julian Fellows. Uh, yeah. Uh, he did not have any hand in this. Uh, uh, I don't want to say thankfully, but it's definitely not of his uh, his flavor. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, but I- I'm kind of stoked about this, Dave. So, well, what's you know, your what's your background? Well, uh, I've I-, I watched a 2005 movie with Keira Knightley mm-hmm. and um, Matthew McFadden, who Dave you not- may not realize, but is Tom, aka Shiv's husband, on Succession. He plays Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice 2005. Oh, no. Is he a so Brit? The, yeah, he's British. So, so the okay. doofus, the the total doofus on on Succession is the handsome guy on in the Pride and Prejudice film. Uh, I like that film quite a lot. Uh, I don't, had you seen this miniseries before? I had not. No, no. Uh, but I did see Bridget Jones' Diary, which is a loose adaptation, which also has Colin Firth and. Going back to my history at the library, this DVD was always in regular circulation with... Pride and Prejudice or Bridget Jones? uh, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Women of all ages enjoy Pride and Prejudice, and a big factor in that is Colin Firth. Just from working at the library and just hearing ladies lean over the desk and tell me that Colin Firth, I don't know why they're telling me that Colin Firth is you, something. You like 16 or 17. Yeah. I, I mean, I worked there when I was like 18 or 19 or I hear them discreetly, you know, tell my, my coworker who's, you know, six, six inches away from me, like on the other side of the desk, like that Colin Firth, I, I just can't wait to get home and watch it. And it's, they love this guy in the movie. It is a magnet <laughs> for women everywhere. So uh, that's, that's interesting. We're two episodes in. I, I don't, I'm not seeing it. It's a lot of smoldering, you know, just quiet storm smoldering looks from him at all times. But I feel like he's good in like everything else. That, not that he's bad in these two episodes, but I feel like in everything else that I've seen him in, he's a little more charismatic. Granted, this is the point of the role. Is I mean, honestly, this was his career maker. He wasn't that big of a, a deal, Colin Firth, before this movie, and this is not before this TV show, and this put him on the map, actually, because mm-hmm. uh, it was such a big deal. It was so well regarded when it came out the scene. It, it, there's a moment in 1995 between this. And Sense and Sensibility, uh, which uh, came from uh, Emma uh, Thompson, uh, and that was directed by Ang Lee. And yeah, that was popular also in 1995. So Jane Austen was having a total moment. <laughs> there was mm-hmm. an adaptation of Emma around that time with Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, but yeah, more than anyone, it was Colin Firth who elevated himself out, out, off of this and became the the huge actor that we know today. And You mean I, not the guy who plays um, Collins, the clergyman? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, not Collins. Um, I mean, but you see it when we see the Masterpiece Theater logo on C- uh, PBS. It's always Firth uh, as uh, Mr. Darcy looking, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's staring you down. So 
that that's what this is. And I'm I'm loosely familiar with the material. It's been ad- adapted in so many different variations in so many ways. You kind of know the, the bones, the structure of the story. Uh, but it is good to go to something that's harkening towards the, the source of, source of it. And it's good to go to something that clearly has some weight on Downton's existence, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it comes back to the whole discussion of, you know, your socioeconomic stature, you know, the, the stratospheres or where people are, 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 are you know, in, in terms of their, their wealth and how you have to marry into it to, to keep it afloat and all that stuff. So it really, I mean, Downton Abbey and a lot of British dramas owe a lot to Pride and Prejudice. There's a reason why it's a Stone Cold classic. Cool. I mean, yeah. we're a third of the way in. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for that the, so the punch to come. For the listeners, we watched episode one and two of the six that are available. Yeah. So we'll be next month. We'll do three and four, and then March we'll do five and six. Yeah. I, at first, I thought we'd just do one episode a month. But, you know, let's just. Six months would be. That would be a long time to make people wait to see this full story come together. And then best of luck remembering the next month if Mr. Collins was in episode one or not. Oh yeah, and and uh, it, it's going to be like our Rod Blagojevich apprentice coverage. It's going to take mm-hmm. us five years to do. That. Oh, we got we got to get back to that. Um, so, Dave, we we start off with the show. It kind of just starts <laughs> like you just push play, and we're watching it on Hulu. By the way, if other people want to catch up, it is on Hulu with ads. Okay, I watched it on um, the dark web. So there were no ads oh, okay. for me. Well, well I, I get ads are just dropped in in at inopportune times. It seems like it literally just they just plop them in there. Yeah, I can't um, really see how this would function with ads. But these these are meaty episodes, fifty five minutes each. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of text to, to cram in there, three volumes worth. Uh, so we see a couple men on horses, and they look at over some property, and they and one of the guys says, "Oh, it'd be nice to live somewhere like here, you know, in the country." five five grand a, a, a month or whatever five grand a year or whatever for a plot let's do it let's set it up mm-hmm. <laughs> and Darcy's like alright dude that, that's who it is it's Mr. Bingley and, and Mr. Darcy yep Bingley's Bingley's a very gregarious young man very chipper he's a nice fellow yeah there's yeah. nothing for us to dislike so far I've found mm-hmm. and some women are watching them it's uh bunch of sisters i mean what i think it's elizabeth who's staring him down but there's a bunch of sisters that you know she's quickly you know swept away by yeah five says five or four four sisters of lizzie mm-hmm. elizabeth bennett and uh you know when miss bennett catches a uh, word of this the mother the cogs start going, and uh, I like how we're also just just describing the plot of Pride and Prejudice for people who probably very well know the plot of Pride and Prejudice. No, I mean, <laughs> so we, can, we can start once the ball starts rolling. We don't need to dwell on a lot of this stuff. We can just yeah. start hit what we like and dislike once the once we have the establishment or the yeah. established the characters and the setting and stuff like that. So, anyways, Miss Bennett learns about this guy looking to buy land near where they are, and she sees opportunity. Mm-hmm. I can she marry off daughters. one of my daughters. Five of them. Up. You can choose any of them. Doesn't matter. Just take one of them. We want the money. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, they got they got we go meet the the dowager equivalent, Mister Bennett. Uh, the the father. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he he's not a dowager equivalent. He's he's pretty down the line. I thought he was a, very much like a a Robert type. <laughs> 
I thought he was just, he had some quips, and he really didn't seem to get worked up about things. He just seemed sort of like hovering in the background. Yeah, he's, he's just down the line. He's in the middle. He's just, he, he, he acts as a function of almost de- deploying the narrative beats of like, oh, here's so-and-so going to be in the village. What do we do about that? And then Miss Bennett's like, we're going to have him marry one of our daughters. <laughs> and Miss Bennett's like, Mr. Bennett, you got to do this. And he's like, I don't, who's just, why, mm-hmm. I don't want, who's, what, and then the next scene he's like, I did it. Guilty yeah. as charged. So, uh, yeah. Um, we do learn pretty quickly, though, that Elizabeth, she has pride and she only wants, you know, real love, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her sister J- Jane is trying to like tell her to get over herself, which is really, you know, already getting at what this whole story is about. People trying yeah, to get J- over their pride. Jane has prejudice. Uh, against what? The um, prideful? Hispanic people. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, I don't think that's true. Oh, I was um, just assuming one was pride and one was prejudice, and that's how it broke down. No, no, no it doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> They're like the seven uh, dwarves. The rest of the, the three other sisters are like envy and is it seven meets. I don't. You you've only had like two sips of that beer, right? Uh, so, Mister Bingley, they they're, they're welcoming him to the country dance. This is you know this is how they're going to. to Really entreat us, uh, entreat us themselves to to him. Uh, the one thing they note though is Bingley's wealth is nothing compared to Darcy. This this friend, friend of his who's pretty quiet who hangs around him, he's even richer. When we say friend of him. He also rolls with like a posse. Well, it's both Bingley's sisters, and, and then like and this B- old and this Bingley's sister's husband, who's just like the dud of dude. the century. <laughs> yeah, just some weird old fart. <laughs> um. But yeah, this is really kind of setting the ball rolling for a lot of things because they have this dance where they you know really meet each other and Darcy doesn't want to dance. No. <laughs> uh, he he you know Elizabeth is offering to dance with him and he's just like, I don't do it. I don't. He's not a dancing he, man. He just yeah he just walks away and it's like bro dance. He and he's described as a proud disagreeable man. You know. Mm-hmm. There, there's he's something pride. off about him. So maybe Bingley's prejudice. <laughs> it doesn't work out that way. It's not one is pride and one is prejudice. Well, wait, there's an adaptation, the the Bollywood version, which, which I actually saw, the Bride and Prejudice. Do you think there's just a bride and a prejudice in that one? <laughs> Maybe the the husband is is a uh, has to get over some qualm. <laughs> there's no pride about in that one. Actually, they took he's out that whole against theme. Women. Okay, all right. Yeah, the Indian Indian film doing that. Sure. Okay. All right, man. Um. So. Yeah, mother is so excited, uh, mm-hmm. and she doesn't worry that Darcy has nothing to do with him. She's she just sees that, oh, he's going to dance with Jane, one last Bingley? dance with Mary, with all Jane here. So he's just, he, Bingley's taken with her, and, and that's all that matters. They're going to have money. I'm a fan of Bingley. I like Bingley. He's a nice guy, real real swell dude. Yeah, he seems like uh, he kind of laughs off his weirdo posse. Like he's got a click. But I think he kind of yeah. is aware of the flaws of that clique he he rolls with. Yeah, uh, they're a, they're a negative bunch, <laughs> um, and it's funny because uh, after Darcy kind of shoots down Elizabeth for for dancing, well, not kind of does. Uh, you later see Elizabeth and Jane joking with each other. He, she is tolerable, I suppose, but not pretty enough to tempt me. That that that's you know Darcy in a nutshell. He he just isn't taken with her, even though he keeps staring her down this entire this entire two episodes, right, Dave? Oh, he's like a hawk. Yeah, how do you feel about that, all his staring? I don't like it. I think he might be prejudiced. 
okay. It reminds me of like a grade school crush. You, know, you remember that? Like if there was like someone you like, but you wouldn't say it, you just keep staring at them. And then it happened to me in seventh grade. I can't remember the girl's name. Put it on the Patreon. Re- <laughs> no, I can't remember. But like I kept looking at her. And then one day she kept looking at, she came up to me and she says, do you have a problem with me? You, you keep staring or, or, or do you like me? And then <laughs> I turned, uh, I, I looked over at her. And then I just looked over to my right, and John Carson, our friend John Carson, was there. And I was like, John, she, do you know what she's talking about? I don't know what she's. I'm not looking at anything. And he's like, What do you mean? I don't know. This is seventh grade. And then I just never looked at her again, because <laughs> it was wow. like, Yeah. And then she came back. Blinders. Yeah. Then she came back around the front of me on Facebook a few years back. I swear to God, I don't remember her name. And I just did, did, didn't accept her decline, because that's what I do. I don't accept her decline. And sorry, you said for me to never look at you. I'm never looking at you again, lady. So anyway, she so show up on the power rankings this week. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, so Darcy's doing the same thing here where he keeps staring, but no one's told him not to stare yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saying, w- women are advising Lizzie, you know, that uh, Jane should show more interest. Yeah. There's someone who's straight, a person at the party. I think it's uh, Charlotte, maybe Charlotte Lucas, who's advising, saying to show more interest in the men to ensnare them. That's how they're trying to tell Jane to get Mr. Bingley, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. win him over. And, uh, yeah, man, it's all politics here in terms of how much you show versus not show with the, with these other people. Yeah. Um, anyways, the mother is already set keeping the, the gears in motion by arranging to have Jane stay the night <laughs> at Bingley. Bingley's place. Yeah, Bingley Manor. And this is where they go in on 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 Jane here. Do do you care to describe this, Dave? I didn't quite get what was going on. Well, <laughs> figures so, so, because this is this is the prejudice, man. This is actually the prejudice. Oh, are you just talking about the sisters and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they just don't like her. They say well, you know, well, not so much that they don't don't like her. They judge her. They yeah, have prejudice against prejudice. her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're getting it. So they're Colin not for this pride. Yes. And the sisters are prejudiced. <laughs> That's exactly it. You figured it out. So they're not impressed that the father is an attorney. It means it means that they're making money, kind of kind of like uh, Michael was, you know, on Downton. Uh, but it Matthew. doesn't Yeah, Ma- Matthew rather. Sorry. Uh that you know, he makes money, but it's not going to you know, win you a whole new lot in life. Uh, they're judging where they where she lives in, in the part of town, and the two sisters keep interrogating her to the point where she f- starts to feel unwell, <laughs> and they have to write home that she's not doing well. You see, that was where I was confused. I was I thought she like came down with something awful. I was so c- confused by the pacing. I think you chalk it up to eighteen hundreds writing, where, where it's like someone could magically become unwell because they're interrogated so so uh, strongly. So she's not crazy. She's just a little unwell. Right. That's accurate. <laughs> right now, you can't tell though. Um, so Elizabeth goes over there on foot to to be their first sister. Steps some poop along the way, and just like <laughs> and then happens. There's a lot of uh, frolicking and like trotting in this, this the two episodes we've seen. As you as you do back then. Um, and who's hanging out outside? <laughs> it's Darcy. It's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's like, what's up with the with the pooping, the pants, not the pants, but in the, yeah, the boots. You got turds on your dress, on your skirt. <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm here to see my dying sister, who you bullied mm-hmm. into to sickness. Yeah. 
but yeah, she she gets there. She's asking about Jane, and I, I think even Darcy defends her though. He says, you know, her eyes were were brightened by the exercise. Uh, it's such a shame that they have an unfortunate family, you know, of, of her walking out there. But you know, it's it's brought up that they live. She tells uh, Darcy and Bingley, you know, they live on the cheap side. They have few chances to marry well. So you know, this is they're trying they're trying to get you, you know. But uh. Yeah, I mean, Bingley's like, well, they speak German and Fran- France. What, French, you know, what's wrong with them? They're educated. And for Darcy, it's just not enough. Just being, you know, having your act together. <laughs> yeah, and, and she's pretty, and she's nice. Mm-hmm. Don't know well, what get over your Get, get over, over your pride. Your preju- your, yeah, your pride and your prejudice. He's both. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like, I think it's partially he's got to stay within his stratosphere. He doesn't want to kind of marry down. But he's got to get over himself, you know. If, if she's she, if she's got the look, mm-hmm. take it, bro. <laughs> yeah, go take, for take it. Take her up on it. Take her up on the dance. Um, Bingley, meanwhile, is just living in the country. He's just becoming a good old country boy. He's like, I, I think I could live here forever. <laughs> yeah, and now apparently, like they, only, she only Lizzie stays there for like three days, right? Mm-hmm. Let's keep I watching after sister. I thought it was supposed to be like some real long, extended period of time. It's just enough, they, you know. They definitely make it seem like long enough for her to like really dislike these people. But I guess three days is all it took. I mean, it doesn't take long to figure out people's character, you know. <laughs> yeah, and like Mr. Darcy's like writing letters, and the mm-hmm. other, the rest of the gang is like, "What are you doing over there, man? Come hang out with us." Yeah. Uh, so it, it's kind of crazy too because Jane is unwell the whole time, and the Mrs. Uh, Bennett shows up. And, you know, she's shaming Darcy for being a jackass, essentially. Um, and they ask Bingley, you know, are you still down to marry the sister? Are you ready to keep, you know, okay with keeping the engagement? He's like, yeah, I like her, you know? Hey, Bingley's, Bingley's on the level. It's not entirely clear to me that they're engaged, or, or but it seems like they, they allude to that. I don't know. I, the way I see it, you know, Bingley is neither pride nor prejudice. No, no, he's a gentleman. That's what they call gentlemanly behavior. Uh, we see Firth getting water dropped on him while he's bathing, yeah. and <laughs> that's a good way to bring your pride down. You know, oh, yeah. everybody's got to get bathed. Yep, Lizzie's with a big dog, and uh, he's watching her through the window again, like a creep. Yeah, I mean, he's got a temper, and he's he's resentful. You know, he, he I think this is a conversation he has with her. You know, pride will always be under regulation where there's mind. <laughs> Uh, and his defect is to hate everyone. And he's like, you misunderstand. And she's just so happy to get out of there with her sister. <laughs> she's like, I just don't like this guy. I agree. Yeah. Now, Dave, did you ever read Jane Eyre? No. Because Mr. Darcy reminds me so much of Rochester. And I think there's like, you know, you can read online about comparisons between the two. Because it's just two people... In a lot of ways, they're sticks in the mud, but real negative Nancys who are real harsh on themselves and the, the women they love. Um, Mr. Rochester, Rochester to the, the extreme end, and, and Jane Eyre. But you just wonder what it is that attracts them to these men. It, it, you know, there's just this undeniable chemistry or, or attraction. Do, do you feel that yet? Do you feel like Lizzie's like, I, this guy's bad for me, but I can't deny him? I Not yet. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's a 
she, I think she likes the notion of that, that this guy may be into her by her staring at him, but she, yeah, the character just doesn't line up yet. Yeah, not at all. Not at all on this episode, for sure. No. So, that was episode one, and now we're going to talk about episode two. Yeah. So, uh, the, episode two is where the entail becomes a little bit more mm-hmm. present, or, or concrete, because we find out that the cousin Matthew in this episode is a... Uh, a man and it's a we find out in a montage he's a priest yeah i mean this guy we've come to find is the equivalent of if you thought you're getting cousin matthew you're getting like mosley as your cousin yeah to, i was gonna to say pursue. definitely like sprat or mosley like this is kind of a dweeb loser yeah completely un, un, ill-informed and uh that's the, that's the problem is he has the intel so since there was no ch- son's born He's the one who holds the the purse to the family, and they'll lose their house if he's doesn't marry one of them. Mm-hmm. This distant cousin, uh, and yeah, he is a drip. Um, he's a, a, so annoying. Yeah, uh, he is not a sensible man. Uh, he's been uh, he, he when he shows up, he he just kind of repeats the same story, uh, trying to impress people that he was at this uh, certain palace with the. Uh, um, I think Lady Catherine or someone and, and the Rosling mm-hmm. and telling them how, how nice it is there. And it's like, no one cares, dude, what your story yeah, it is. It seems to be like talking about the same. I was, I, at first I thought it, this might've been some like some situation where, mm-hmm. you know, like he, some Mrs. Robinson situation where he's with some old lady just reaping the benefits and she's giving the money to his church or something like that. But then it was just like, no, he keeps telling this story. Yeah. I think he's just like a ding-dong. Yeah. No, he's got nothing going on. He's literally relying on things where he happened to be to make him interesting, you know? Well, I, um, I was also under the impression when this started that as a clergyman, he was not going to be interested in marriage. And they were going to need to finagle yeah. their way around the entail with a, a man who could not marry. But then, oh, no. He's trying. Yeah, I was kind of confused by that as well a little bit. Like, oh, shouldn't this guy be a little bit more noble? But I guess it doesn't matter if he, uh, if there's money involved and stuff. He's got, he's got to marry. Um, this guy though, when he shows up, he gives the most fiendish smile, like the most forced smile, at, like at Elizabeth. You know, he's just, he just he looks like, like Gargamel. Yeah, or, or Gollum or, or Schmeagol or whatever. Or na- name your gargoyle. He looks like that. <laughs> Definitely. Just, yeah, he's not a. Not a well-done character. Or I guess maybe he is effectively done. I just don't like him at all. Yeah, he thinks he can adopt to a society, but he can't. He's a, he's a weirdo cousin. But there's another man on the scene. So it's not even Darcy that you know Elizabeth has to contend with, or even Mr. Collins. Who's the third guy, Dave? It is Wickham? That is correct. It is player trade by Hulk Hogan, the third man, Mr. Wickham. Uh Nope, no, he is not the third man. But there is a third man named Mr. Wickham, and he gives a stare uh, to let you know what's up. Uh, and, yeah, I think, what is it, Darcy is nearby or something? He, do, he doesn't engage with them. He, he just, <laughs> he sees that the the sisters are talking to Mr. Wickham, and he ain't happy about it. Not that he's happy about anything. Not this, this is, I got really confused, because sure. this is the point where they're like, in town, they're like, Denny, hey, Denny, we gotta talk to Denny. Mm-hmm. And all the dudes have the same outfit and the same hat and the same hairstyle. Yeah, how are you supposed to know who's Denny? Wait, is this Mr. Bingley? Is this, did something change? Mm -hmm. And then 
So Wickham is not Denny. Yeah. No, he's not. So it took me a while. I thought Wickham was Denny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who Denny is. Who Denny? (laughs) Yeah, where did Denny at? Um, Someone who reads Jane Austen, tell us. I I should have read this book by now. I mean, I'm an English major. I feel like I I owe it to myself to read it, but my pride (laughs) just has gotten the better of me of reading this book. I'm sorry. My prejudice. I know I'm going to be not interested in it, so I'm not going to read it. Okay. Uh, I have read Bridget Jones' diary, so there's that. You know, I, I've, I've mm-hmm. got I've done half the work here. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a party, and the Wickhams are invited to it, and they seem to be like the the Bingley sisters seem to make it like they're sort of the sideshow that they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh look who showed up, the whole gang, even the parents are here. Yeah. But then we see we see Wickham sort of corners Lizzie, right? Yeah, I don't know if he corners her so much as sits her down because you know she's like Darcy isn't here, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you should know about that because I know all about that." And he tells her what's up. Yeah, he says, that "My Darcy's dad was my godfather, and when my dad kicked the bucket, Darcy's dad raised me, and he wanted me to be a priest like your boy Collins." Mm-hmm. But then when he died, Darcy said, no, eh, eh. Right, he, he was supposed to... Off. Well, yeah, he was supposed to leave him money when he passed away. And Darcy did not give him the money that he believes he was owed <laughs> uh, from this guy who took him out, of the, uh, who was a steward, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's why he and Darcy do not see eye to eye. And Elizabeth... Justifiably is horrified by this information. This makes Darcy sound sound like an unforgivable man, uh, just unreasonable all the way around. Mm-hmm. He's rich as is, you know. But meanwhile, Collins is still trying to do his work. <laughs> it's almost like he's romancing the family more than he is Elizabeth. There. Yeah, you think it's one of these, but he's not because he's going for Lizzie. He's he's got he's he might mm-hmm. not like her the best, but he, he he surveyed the sisters and said like, all right, well that one's taken. Let me go for yeah. the easy number two. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he 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 tells Lizzie he would like to to dance with her for the first two dances. And she's like, "All right, fine." Uh, we do see Elizabeth talk with Jane though that Jane doesn't believe uh, Wickham's story because it just doesn't make sense. You know, he, uh, there's something very open uh, about uh, Wickham, and, and given all the circumstances, you know, it just. What reason do they have to believe him, really, over Darcy? Uh, exactly, you know. But what reason do they have to believe Darcy? Darcy's a bum. That that I don't know. It's the pride, bro. It's getting in the way. <laughs> Dang. Uh. So yeah, we do see even like Elizabeth and Wickham going for a walk, and Collins is like the third uh, man. <laughs> uh, not third man, but like the third wheel uh, on their conversations. Hmm. And Jane pulls him away to, you know, read some sermons somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, Wickham and, 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 and Elizabeth are going to go to another ball. You know, there's going to be another dance. Except Wickham doesn't show. But who does? A Darcy does this time. We got the Stone Cold Stare is, is right there. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because Wickham gets pulled away because of some military service or something that we don't know. Um, and we do get to see Mr. Collins uh, interact with uh, 
<laughs> with Darcy for a second. Mm-hmm. That he knows Andeberg, uh, who's inherited, or um, he saw Andeberg at, at Rosling or uh, Rosing, uh, and she was healthy seven or eight days ago. <laughs> to hey, which man, Darcy's you know, like, "Get out of here, you chump! I'm not even going to talk to you." Yeah. Um, do we? Oh, do we even skip over that? Mr. Collins walked in and, and decent, like, um, was it Lydia? She wasn't fully dressed up, and he just was like, "Hamna, hamna, hamna, hamna." Oh, well, he he gets all like stiff, and then when you see he walks down the stairs, he gets that like Doctor Seuss Grinch smile, where his like lips like curl up. Yeah, it's like okay, this guy is a little bit he's crooked like a, for being. A, he's a man of God. Yeah, for being a man of God, he's he's not very godly. Um. So yeah, you know, at this dance, Collins also meets uh, a Charlotte uh, Lucas, so one of their friends, and he he's. She's nice to him. They seem to be to be nice to each other. Unlike mm-hmm. everyone else, who's kind of just hating on Collins as soon as they meet him because he's a, a dummy. Um, and this is who we find out. Like you know, we see Elizabeth confides to Charlotte a lot about like she she seems really caught up really quickly already. It seems like you know about Wickham and and Darcy, and it's just like why are you so concerned about these two guys you barely know already? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it is really the timeline's like a week or two, right? Yeah, and she's just like, I just can't deal with all this pressure. I don't know who to believe. I can't deal with all this this pride and this prejudice. Yeah, and Charlotte's just like, just calm down. Just breathe. Take it day by day. So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, Darcy is uh, going to dance with, with Elizabeth. He, he, he asks to dance with her. Oh, yeah, he's, and even though we before, he's, he's not a big dancing man. But he realizes he, will, he has he to will. put the pride aside. And uh, they don't have much to talk about, though, when they're dancing. <laughs> it's so weird. These old, these like 1800s dances where it's like they're next to each other and they're like, well, tell me what you know. And then they like skip around and they're with eight other people in their background. And then they, like, how do you have a conversation? Yeah. And all I could think about, too, back then is just like they spend so much time learning these actual dances for events like these. When you could be learning so many other things in the world, man, how far we've come <laughs> where we don't need to learn dances to uh, win over women and stuff like that. I mean, it helps to know if you dance. If you, if you dance, it's a plus, but it's not part of our yeah, education. It, the try slide tells you what to do, so that's all you got to know. Or, yeah, it's electric. You know, boogie, 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 boogie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they talk a little bit, but it's not like a, a winning moment. Um. But we do see one of the sisters, she she talks to Elizabeth, and she says, you know, Wickham treated Darcy, Darcy in an infamous manner. So mm-hmm. Darcy's not to blame. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, now you're having some prejudice against Darcy. Yeah. And uh, she says, uh, I mean, Elizabeth brings up, but he was the son of Darcy Stewart, and she says, beg your pardon? And that's all we get on that. She's like, I got, I got better things to go worry about. Mm-hmm. To which Elizabeth then goes back to Charlotte and says, I'm so confused still. I can't figure this out. And in the audience, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm here. I'm riding this train. You're just crank, cranking back booze while watching this. Day. I wasn't when I was watching it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and this is actually where Collins introduces himself to Darcy. I jumped the gun on that one. Uh, and she was in good health eight days ago. But uh, we see Miss Bennett loudly explaining across the table that Mr. Collins is sensible and, and taken to Lily. 
to where like Bingley and Darcy kind of look over like, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? This this creep is trying to get Elizabeth. Um, yeah. No, is this while the the nerdy sister Mary is playing the piano and like nobody yeah. likes it? <laughs> yeah, oh, she's yeah. terrible. Everyone's just staring at her. Uh, but I mean, Miss Bennett is like so loud with saying like, oh, if Lizzie gets with uh, her cousin, it's going to throw them on the path of uh, other rich men. <laughs> so. Don't know how happy Darcy is about hearing that stuff. You know, you're just wringing out his pride there a little bit. Like, I don't want to deal with these gold digging people. Nope, not one bit. Mm-mm. People just can't admit they're in love with being in love, you know, or or just being in love with someone. Uh, and now we get to the most awkward uh, scene of these two episodes, Dave. Yeah, is this where Collins uh, Collins asks Lizzie to marry him? Yeah, he, he singled her out. He cited his reasons uh, for marrying as a clergyman, and it'll make him happy, he cites as one of the reasons. And uh, should have mentioned first, that was a recommendation to have a noble patroness, you know, so he's, he, she's, she just fits the role. And there's uh, he wants to assure her of the violence of his affections. And she says, no thanks. And he's like... I'll pay fourteen hundred dollars, uh, whatever you'll, you'll get from me. And she's like, "You're being way too fast here with trying to figure out the money that I would get from marrying a dude." She's like, "I'm a priest. I'm a man of God." And she's like, I "You can't make me up. happy." Yeah, yeah. Um, and then mom freaks out. Yeah, because if they don't get this money, they're going to be without a home. I just there's four other sisters or three other sisters. I don't know why mom's but, getting so mad at Liz. Yeah, I know, right? But, but uh, it's you know, Collins only has eyes for one, so I, I get it. You know, what can you he really do? He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would not not, not have eyes for another one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he'd be fine with any attention, uh, as we kind of see in this episode where Charlotte is, you know, offering to take him off their hands essentially, and they're like, yeah, and I think they may hit it off. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but we do see, uh, you know. Elizabeth go to uh, their father, Mr. Bennett, and you know he has to make a you know tell her plainly, uh, you know you have to make a choice here, and either you you don't see us again or you do this or you know whatever works for you, and he's he's pretty much okay with it, which leaves the mom upset. Yeah, and that's that's it. Yeah, I hope the listeners enjoy that very kind of rudimentary run through of Pride and Prejudice that we just gave it. <laughs> We're one third of the way to the finish line. With these, Do you like pride. it though, Dave? I liked it more in episode two. It started moving once you get to know mm-hmm. the characters, and I'm sure I'll like it more because it is only six episodes. So you really do need to just sort of view it as one whole. So yeah, I didn't love episode yeah. one, but I liked episode two fine. It's a lot to throw yourself into, just going a hundred years even further back from from Downton and just like getting up to speed of like who the characters are and learning what's going on. Because they throw a ton of characters at you. Yeah, no, for sure. Did you have to resort to any Wikipedia or reading to catch up on stuff? I had the IMDb open, and then I did okay. um, Wikipedia look up the synopsis as like the second I ended the episode. Yeah, having characters' names helps a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed, uh, but in the background, one of the characters, I think it's like um, one of the, the the old guy who hangs around the Bingleys. He had a, a girl around him. It was Queen Mama from the season one and season two of The Crown. Oh, okay. I only know it's because she hasn't aged since then, nor did they make any effort to age her on The Crown, so she kind of looks the same. So, Okay. 
yeah, there's that, Queen Mama. Um, we did power rankings though, right, Dave? We did. I did. I did too. So why don't we kick this off? Who is going down for you? I got number three is Darcy. Same. I got Darcy at number three also. He's, he's got a lot, you know, he's, the steely glare is not doing it for me right now. And he's got some, Darcy, you got some splaining to do. I mean, there's got to be something here that the women's seeing him, so I expect something to change a little bit. That's why he's number three, you know? Yeah. Expecting a little bit more out of the Firth. Who's number two A little two more mirth you? from the Firth. Yeah, we want the mirth. We want, we want to see the birth of the Firth that made him the th- thing that he is today. Oh, yeah. I got um, Mrs. Mrs. Bennett, mom, at number two. Okay. Because she's stressing. All the time, she's stressing. Sure. She's a very stressed out person. You know, I think it, she's lucky enough that Bingley and Jane are doing so well, so that's why I didn't think she was having that down of a time. Well, she lost her mind when, when Lizzie yeah. said no. She wants her children to be happy. You know, she wants that money, too. So, all that prejudice. Uh, yeah. Well, who do you got well, number two? I got a Bennett at number two. It's Elizabeth Bennett, Lizzie. She yeah. is... She's uh, going down? Yeah, she has got too much pressure from all these guys coming at her from all different directions, and she just doesn't know what to do. So it's it's hard times for her. She, she is stressed to the max, especially when you got Collins making a proposal. Okay. <laughs> She's upsetting her mother deeply. So uh, yeah, sorry, Elizabeth. Well, number one, I got Phil Collins. Mm. Undisputably, he's having the, the worst time of anyone. <laughs> Indubitably, he's, there's nothing. He's, he's an a, idiot. He's a clown. I like that they make the man of God a, a, a dimwit. I think it's a commentary of the time, you know, how these people kind of carry themselves as holier than thou, but when they're they're really not that well educated or mm-hmm. don't have it all together. <laughs> yeah, he's just a bum. He's a loser. He's a clown. Pretty much, yeah. Well, who do you got going up? Well, I got Mr. Bennett at number three. I got Mr. Bennett at number three too. He's he, he's he's just putting his feet up, sort of letting the world. The, yeah. the waves crash over him. He's fine. Exactly. And, and when it comes from the come from the top rope at the end of this episode two, he does it. He says his piece, and then that's it. <laughs> and, then, and everyone scatters. Yeah. So good for him. And yeah. he's he's you know he's got a he's got a decent life. Yeah. Can't complain. Yeah. Why should you worry? Uh, number two, I got I got Lizzie. Oh wow! You just you just hop scotch from okay. Well, why is Lizzie number two? Because she she's making independent decisions. Okay, that, she's I mean, there that's, for her that's sister. a good one. She she says no to a creepo. Mm-hmm. She seems fine, you know. Sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, at number two, I got Mister Bingley. Mister Bingley. Having a, yeah, he's having a great time. He, he's found a nice woman. He's living in the countryside. He may just stay there. Nothing's going wrong for this guy. It's, it's all just sunshine, you know. Okay. Well, number one, I got Mister Bingley. <laughs> Why is that? He's got a new house. Mm-hmm. He's got a posse that he hangs with. They're still by his side, even though they don't like him or like his situation. Yeah, he got to pick his pick of the sisters. Mm-hmm. He definitely picked the prettiest, one might say. Yeah, definitely contender. And he seems like a like a nice guy. His priorities are in the right place. He seems like the most cut and dry good character in this show so far. For sure, that that seems fair. Well, to that end, I got number one Jane Bennett. This is okay. a woman who is marrying up into money. 
She is the eldest of the children. She only has one last shot to really nail down a man, and this is it. And she's she's got. It reminds me of that Reba McIntyre song, "Fancy." And this is this is a woman making herself fancy, and she's getting that guy. So credit to Jane for getting it done. That you know we saw what happened to Mary on Downton when she couldn't close the deal and how no one wanted to be with her after a certain mm-hmm. age. So big ups to to Jane. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jane so and that's, two good characters. That's right. So that's uh, Pride and Prejudice, uh, this is episodes one and two, 1995. Right. And we'll have uh, the rest of them coming. I know we're releasing this in February, early February, so we'll three and four will come out at the end of the month. So Yeah, we'll be there. They will. So thank you, as always, for your patronage. And mm-hmm. let us know. You know, we got two more months of... Uh, Pride and Prejudice, but we got we got some stuff to think about going forward. So we're always open to suggestions. Yeah. We welcome them. All right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.